Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio, and if you are a fan of the hit AMC TV show The Walking Dead like I am, then you're going to love this episode. More on our guest very soon, but I have to give a shout out to today's show sponsor, Clean Machine. Clean Machine provides the best line of clean vegan sports nutrition supplements on the planet. Right now, July 1st through the 31st of 2017, in celebration of their four-year anniversary, there's a huge buy one, get one sale going on. So visit them online at cleanmachineonline.com and use the code LEANGREENBOGO4, LEANGREENBOGO4, for buy one, get one free on all of their supplements. They have some great branch chain amino acids. They've got a protein powder that's coming out. Um, and they have uh, Cell Block 80, which is a testosterone free testosterone booster. And then they also have um, uh, Ahi Flower Oil, which is a great product, just award-winning products, all totally natural, made from plants. So go check them out. Again, it's cleanmachineonline.com and uh, Lean Green BOGO 4. Keep in mind, this uh, BOGO does not include apparel, and it's only valid in the U.S. shipping. So that is cleanmachineonline.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. We are proudly brought to you by the Parents on Demand Network, which is an app that has a ton of great parental podcasts. So make sure you go check them out over at parentsondemand.com. My name is Corey, and if it's your first time hearing us, then welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me. We have an awesome guest today, folks. So uh, first, let me introduce myself. I'm Corey. I'm a husband. I'm a father of three kids and a plant-based athlete. And each week, I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people I can find to help me stay motivated, to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. For me, finding time to work out and make healthy quick meals for me and my family while trying to spend quality time together, it's crazy. So <laughs> my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks that you'll you'll take away some quick tips and inspiration to keep you and your family going strong. Uh, today, we are diving into the archives of Lean Green Dad Radio and taking you all the way back to episode 18 with Jordan Woods Robinson. Now, Jordan is my very, very dear friend and also happens to be one of the stars of AMC's The Walking Dead, which is probably, if not definitely, the most popular show on television right now. I mean, over 35 million viewers every single week. Uh, the show's on a, a brief break right now until October of 2017 when it'll start off again. So uh, very excited about that. And I wanted to bring him back in this episode specifically because... Not, not only because I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, but also it was recorded right after Jordan's character, Eric, made his debut on the show. Now, it's really cool to hear about the first time that Jordan met with Ross Marquand, uh, who plays his partner, Aaron, in the show, and what it was like before they did their epic kiss scene. I mean, it's it crazy to hear Jordan talk about it and... Uh, 
Well, I don't want to get too much into it, but it, it's really, really cool to hear him. Uh, he also talks about his audition process for The Walking Dead and a few other really cool insider things. Oh, and I didn't even mention this, but of course, Jordan is vegan. So that is a really cool thing since we're a vegan show. Um, but yeah, so a vegan Walking Dead dad. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. It is my throwback interview with my man, Jordan Woods Robinson. All right, everyone, we are here with Jordan Woods Robinson, who just made his premiere on the extremely popular television show, The Walking Dead on AMC. Jordan, yes, thank you. There he is, Jordan. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Corey, man, it it is my pleasure. I'm I'm so excited. I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled. Well, I've got to bring you to uh, the Real Iron Dad audience and anyone else who might be interested because it was a big deal that uh, Aaron and Eric are revealed uh, the first, you know, gay couple to be introduced into The Walking Dead. And I think it was probably one of the first, uh, you know, on-screen kisses for uh, AMC between two men, right? That's what I've heard. And, you know, the show has Tara, who uh, who is a gay woman, and uh, and they're pretty open about her, her sexuality, um, you know, a couple episodes ago in last season. But, yeah, this is definitely the first time that they had two um, homosexual men on the show that are currently in a relationship with each other. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big stepping stone for, um, you know, for the show and for just it's it's it's. You know, it's true to life. It, it's the apocalypse, but it's not the end of civilization. It's like there, there will be, there will be every person you can think of will be in the apocalypse. That's going to happen. There's going to be a, a little smattering of everyone. You know, so uh, I, I think we're going to see lots of really, you know, really cool and diverse things coming from the show. I think so too. I can't wait. And of course, the show is based on the very popular comic book series. And if folks have read the comic books, as I'm sure we've got a couple diehard fans listening, they know what's coming and they knew that Eric was going to be here. But the way that you portray Eric and, you know, working with Ross, who plays Aaron, you, you guys just had such an amazing connection. And this relationship that you guys have built is something that. You know, I mean, guys, I am lucky enough. I mean, Jordan's my friend. We've been friends for a long time, and I got to watch it with him. It was so awesome. And uh, I told him, you know, I I just leaned back. I was like, dude, I believed everything that was going on. And I think that, you know. At at which point my wife looks at me. (laughs) Yeah, your your wife (laughs) who's next to you. But I think that, you know, being able to make it believable is something that is the sign of a true a true talented actor. And so really congratulations on just making America care about this character. Thanks, man. Thank you. And you know, it, it's, it is about acting, but it's also, I think it's also just about being, uh, being a person, being a, a human of, of humanity and of warmth. And um, it's, you, you brought up Ross and he's, he's become a, a great friend of mine. His name is Ross Marquand. Um, he plays Aaron on the show, and um, he got cast just before me. He he came in one episode before, and um, and so the the way that all of this worked out is that we only got to know each other for one night, basically, um, 
and uh, before we before we shot that first scene of of us that really establishes our relationship, and we just got together. We're just like at the hotel, and there's a balcony, and we're just like two dudes hanging out, and uh, and we're just talking about our lives. And he's from Colorado, and I'm from Tennessee, and and we just tried to learn as much about each other as possible. And then you just have to go on and and trust that whatever relationship that you've set up along with the uh, incredible script that was laid out for us. That scene was just beautiful on the page and, and beautiful on camera. Um, and being able to trust that, that it's all going to come through. And, but it, it's something interesting because Ross and I are both straight guys in our personal lives. I'm married and, and, uh, and, and we were very immediately on the same page that uh, despite the, the sexual orientation of these characters that we're portraying, that our story doesn't change. It doesn't matter because it's all about love. That's it. You know that that is that is a universal language that all people communicate. Uh, and it's it, if we focus on love and on relationship, then then the rest falls into place. And so with that with that, it didn't it, it didn't matter how we live our personal lives. But once. Once we got on set and the director called action and we were, we dropped into character and we didn't actually do our first kiss until the cameras were rolling. And that's um, I, I think that allowed it for for everything to just fall into place and all of the all of the conversations and all of the, um, you know, all of the, the the friendship that we'd formed with each other had to, had just manifested into these characters now that. Once the cameras were on, then then uh, Aaron and Eric were born. Well, I know you said that you guys didn't, um, you know, kiss beforehand, which makes sense. But did you rehearse the lines together? Like when you were on the balcony there, did you run through the scene together? No, no, we actually um, that that would be it's a very standard practice to do that. But um, we didn't. We didn't. We had such a short amount of time that we really just wanted to get to know get to know each other and and have deeper memories of each other than just this one scene. We wanted to learn about each other's past and we wanted to learn um, about, we wanted to, we talked a lot about the characters. We, we surmised that, you know, that they're Ross, or sorry, Aaron and Eric are in the comic book series, but there's not a lot about them pre-apocalypse time, you know? And so we did a lot of just talking and thinking about, did these guys know each other beforehand? And we like to think that they did. We like to think that they've been together for, a while and both of them just happened to survive and, and stay together and um, and that's what we're going off of and someday Robert Kirkman the creator or Scott Gimple the executive you know, producer might come to us and say actually here's your backstory and we might have to change everything but sure uh, but for now you know we're operating under all that these guys are they are in it they're in it to win it they they're a longtime couple and they are each other's partner both in the the relationship sense as well as in the I've got your back and, and nothing's going to get you while I'm here. Now, you've had experiences in, you know, a couple different films that you've had the chance to work with folks like Anthony Hopkins. I mean, just unbelievable uh, folks. How how does this experience compare? And can you talk about some of those other, you know, films that you've been a part of? Yeah, I've had, you know, I never did any film and TV work until I moved down to Orlando. And I didn't expect, and I didn't realize that there was such a, a market down here. And um, I'm coming from New York, and I'm coming from Vegas, where I've, I've traveled. We've talked before about Blue Man Group, um, and I've done lots of theatrical productions. But 
since then I've had the opportunity to do all of this film and TV. And it has. It's been really eye-opening, and I've learned that I really love the medium of, of camera and, and the screen. And um, and so many opportunities for, for doing these things. And yeah, I'm, I'm in a new movie um, that'll be coming out hopefully in the spring sometime called Solace with Sir Anthony Hopkins mm. and Colin Farrell. And uh, got a great scene in that. But the audition uh, aspect here is um, it's interesting because going going out as an actor in the southeast, uh, which is, you know, anywhere from Florida up to, say, Tennessee or North Carolina, um, we're all kind of considered one casting pool because we're all within a certain mile radius that we can all get somewhere in a, in a pretty short amount of time, as opposed to flying someone from California, for example, which would mm. be you know, not, not local or not modified. Um, and, and so, but there are so many times when I'll go out, I'll audition for a project and I'll, I'll go out and, um, I'll, I'll, I will hear that the, the role went to someone in, in California or that, you know, someone was brought in or, or that they kind of had it precast maybe, but, you know, but they still wanted to open it up just to make sure that they had all of the bases covered. Um, but still I've had, this incredible opportunity and the walking dead is actually it is i think the most watched show some of the highest viewers on cable television i mean it's like yeah i heard like 17 million viewers yeah and we just we just rivaled the grammys a couple weeks ago we just rivaled some you know large sport games uh sports games um the oscars i don't know i haven't seen any ratings numbers uh with the oscars but i know that we are we are rivals, man. You know, uh, we we really hold our own. Um, and the entire show books off of tape. And I, I say that um, meaning that in the southeast, most of the auditions that you go out on, the first thing that you do is to tape yourself at home and you have a camera and um, or you go somewhere where someone has a nice camera and a nice lighting set up and a nice background and they will read with you. They're usually professional actors. So you get really good. Um, you get a really good scene and you send that off. And then usually, uh, as is the case with with most of the things that I book, you um, submit your tape and then you get a callback. And then you either drive or you fly to Atlanta or Miami or uh, Charleston or, or, you know, wherever the project is shooting. Um, and you meet with the casting director and you meet with the director or the producers and it's all in person. And sometimes you spend a lot of time with them, sometimes, oftentimes. You drive, you know, I will usually drive to Atlanta seven hours in one trip, um, get there and do do a five minute scene and then turn right around and drive back home. And it's something that I love. I'm, I'm wow. totally fine with it. I've actually gotten into a, a cool habit of I have seven hours of driving there to, to delve further and further into character work and to, you know, to analyze stuff and to, you know, just just really devote myself to that. I'll usually work for a half an hour and then take a couple minutes off and reset my brain and then work for another half an hour. So it's it's a nice marathon of being able to, to get my brain in the right place to be able to go in there and maximize those five minutes and make them the best they can be. But then when I'm driving back, I've got seven hours of nothing. And I usually, I, I just allow that to be my reward for putting in seven hours of work and doing all this time. And I, I just, I usually put on like, comedy radio stand-up comedy on pandora or something and just let let other people talk yeah you know just give me give me comedy and let my brain turn off for a little while anyway i digress 
No, but, it's great. I mean, I think that it's really important to to let the listening audience know about this process because we don't ever hear about this kind of stuff. And, you know, you always, I mean, a lot of people watch reality TV and, you know, I mean, reality TV has a script too every now and then, but what you were talking about, I mean, you're coming out of CAP 21, which is a very prestigious program with NYU. You have studied the craft of acting. I mean, we both have performance degrees in theater, but Jordan, you're doing it. I mean, you're out there and you are living this and representing professional actors, you know, across the entire entire country. And I think that the craft of acting and actually becoming a character and creating a backstory and making yourself that character and finding elements of yourself that help bring this character to life is something that people don't think about when they're watching the show. But you know, just crazy credit to you for, again, just making this so real and and making people care because whether you've been to acting school or not, you do know the difference. And if there were any other actor or any other person that did it a notch lower than you as far as talent or as far as believability, the viewing audience would know and it wouldn't have been so successful, you know? And so... It's just a wonderful job. I mean, can you tell him a fan of yours? Uh, uh, I'll send you an autograph. There you go. Uh, yeah, he paid. This you. is a paid sponsorship for him to say that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to humbly uh, accept your. You put in all this work, um, and kudos to you. And I'm going to pass that along to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna point that in two different directions because I think that uh, this really came down to a couple different things. The the main uh, point was that the casting director on this project, her name is Lisa May Finn Cannon, um, Finn Cannon casting out of, they're in Atlanta, they're in, uh, uh Charleston, South Carolina, they're in uh, New Orleans. And it, it's a family casting team and they're just phenomenal. And they have some great projects coming through their door and they, uh, they just really, they, they get it, you know, they, they're, and, and people recognize them for that. But, <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I I just have to say that Lisa May really stood up for me on this one, and this uh, she she fought for me. She really did. Um, and this was uh this was a role, as you can imagine. Like I said, it's it's being cast from tape, and so everybody's submitting. I'm sure it went to Orlando and L.A. for sure, but then I'm sure it went to many other cities as well. The the casting notice for this role, Eric. Um, and w- when I first auditioned. I send in a tape and I heard, hey, you've been submitted to the producers with 10 other people. And I was like, 10 other people? Those, those odds are, you know, you've, you've already wiped it down from who knows how many auditioned, but it, it's you against 10 other people. But that's still, that's so staggering. You want to hear, hey, it's between you and two other guys. And you're like, oh, I have right. a chance. But when you hear 10 guys, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to let this one go and I'm <laughs> going to start thinking about the next thing, you know? Um, but then I, I, my agent calls me and she says, you... Uh, I, I want you to know that Lisa May is standing, you know, is is putting up a, a, a good case for you. And um, they want you to retape. And uh, and then that retape turned into another retape with notes from from producers and everyone else. And like everyone was really there was there was a bit of a, a you know, a, a, there's certainly a conversation going on of 
is it this guy or this guy? And I learned it, it came down to two guys in the end. And there was virtually a, a stalemate. Um, I'm not sure who the other guy is. I don't know if he was also in the Southeast. I don't know if he might have been in L.A. Um, but there was, you know, there was this conversation that basically went all the way back to the network. And the network made the final decision. And they decided to, to, to cast Jordan Woods Robinson as Eric. Um, but that conversation might not have happened if Lisa May hadn't put her foot down and said, I really think this is your guy. And I really think you need to consider your options and to look at him again and to give him give him notes and allow him to prove to you that that he can that he can bring this character through. Unbelievable. So that, that is so, an amazing story. Yeah. So that's one. That's Lisa Mathan Cannon and just casting directors in general and and agents and uh, the, all of the industry professionals that that fight for you as an artist and want to see you succeed just as much as as you are willing to, to fight for yourself. Um, but then secondly, this show has an incredible fan base, incredible fan base. Mm. And I'm just now really grasping that for the first time. You know, I've only been um, uh, revealed to the, the, the fans for the past 24 hours or so. Um, but already I've had so many uh, just I mean, all through social media, but I've had incredible conversations with people. I've had some great interactions. Everyone is so supportive and and bringing all of their ideas to the table and and being very complimentary and and acknowledging the fact that there is the Walking Dead comic series. I, I shouldn't be calling it a comic, you know, the the, the graphic novels. Sure. Uh, and there is the Walking Dead television series, and that sometimes there are some artistic liberties taken between the two, but. Every, you know, everyone's saying your interpretation of Eric is is taking him to a, a new level and and uh, you know doing him justice and and taking him beyond where he was in the graphic novels. And thank you. And that that feedback and that loyalty and that um, that just stand up humanity from these millions of people that have all come together to enjoy this show. Is is what keeps the show going. Literally, you know, on a most basic business level, it's ratings and uh, advertisements and product placement and merchandising and everything else like that. You know, the people that focusing on the people who really love the show and want to be a part of it. But from from a human level and from a relationship level, it comes down to this is these are the people that we want to please. We want to put on a story for them, and we want to. We want to keep it going day after day in order to show them that 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 we are you know that that it is exactly what they think it is that that this is a show worth rooting for and um, and it, it it carries through all the way to onset. Every single person I met was the warmest version of a human that can exist. They are just all such incredible people on camera and off camera. And and uh, and they've really bonded together into a family, and so it's um, it's pretty cool to to go into that. And the first thing that you do on set is go meet Norman Reedus and Andrew Lincoln, and have them just drop everything that they're doing and just give you a big hug and and say welcome to the family. And wow! It, it it's cool, man. It it makes you feel um, it, it makes you feel good. Wow, that's amazing, Jordan. I, uh, I I have to ask you, you know, since you do get a chance to to see these people up close, it, is there something that is 
something that we wouldn't see, like something behind the scenes, like maybe a strange quirk that one of them has. Like, is there like a, a crazy tradition or superstition that any of them have, like before they, you know, shoot or before they go on set or like, you know, I don't know. Does does Rick have to comb out his beard or something like that? <laughs> I know, I'm just making it up, but I mean, <laughs> we all know he doesn't comb his beard. Look at that thing. You can't know. Um, <laughs> um, I will say everyone has their own rituals. Everyone is still at heart an actor, and actors kind of um, adopt rituals and and uh, circumstances for themselves that they put themselves through in order to drop into character or whatever the case may be. So. Um, yeah, they do. Everybody has a little quirk, but the main thing is that they, they take the time. Uh, I guess one, one cool thing is, um, and I don't think this is, this is just something that I, I liked is that before every scene they get together and everybody gets into a big circle, anyone that's on set gets into a big circle and they read through the scene so that everyone can hear it and know what's going on. And they call it story time, which I think is wonderful because cool. you're in this world where you're, you're, you know, buildings are getting blown up. It might be a death scene for someone. It might be, uh, it, it might be a, it, it could, any number of things, anything, any level of drama that exists on the show. And before that scene is shot, and before the cameras are put into place, and before the lights are finished, and everything else, um, the all of all everybody that's a part of that stands around in a circle and has story time. And I think <laughs> that's awesome. I do too. Man, amazing inside info from Jordan Woods Robinson. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today about this. We're we're just so excited about the episodes that you have coming up. I have no idea how long you'll be around, but uh, I hope it's quite a while. And uh, I kind of secretly hope that you get to turn into a zombie too, because I just want to see you in the makeup. I think it would be really neat. <laughs> Hopefully not too soon, but no. yes, I'd, I'd enjoy playing a zombie. Awesome, yes. Well, Jordan, thank you again for the time, and uh, we look forward to some great things from you on The Walking Dead. My pleasure, and if anyone that wants to keep up, then head on over to jordanwoodsrobinson.com. There's a hyphen in there, Jordan Woods hyphen Robinson, and uh, they can follow me on anything that's going on. Yeah, I'm so sorry I didn't mention that. You've got uh, your Jordan website. Any other places where, where we can find you online? That's good. That's a good central hub, and uh, everything's linked up from there. Perfect. Thank you, sir. See you, dude. Talk to you soon. Hey, guys. What's up? Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. There you can follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter. We've even got a YouTube channel going on. And of course, you can follow Jordan all over Twitter and Instagram. He is an awesome guy, and uh, he's just so, so cool. I, uh, I hope he lasts a little bit longer. We'll do a follow-up episode with him, too. Uh, a little bit more current here as we approach the October debut of uh, the next season of The Walking Dead. Until then, my friends, we'll talk to you next week. Keep going that extra mile for your family. See ya.